can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious! Okay, now, uh, just turn that down there, that's it. Now, um, now a fair bit happening uh, today. Uh, you might have uh, noticed that the Hawthorne Football Club have been in the news because uh, there's a compensation payout for, um, well, some alleged racism um, that happened. And so I tell you who's going to jump on the line in his car. We're going to get uh, the ex-president, Jeff Kennett. Ex-Premier. I uh, hope he is. He's, well, hope he's, he said he'd ring in and he can tell us what he thinks. I'll tell you what I think. Uh, I think that this is another thing that the AFL, under the former administration, has absolutely stuffed up. They have a lot to answer for, the other administration, before... And what's the new uh, AFL boss's name? Andrew uh, Dillon? Is it Andrew Dillon? Andrew, Andrew Dillon. Andrew Dillon. Let's hope he uh, takes the AFL to a... Uh, different level of uh, competence and uh, integrity as opposed to the former administration who, if you have a look at it, stuffed up more things in a day's march than you've had hot dinners. Um, he wouldn't think that, though. Of course he wouldn't. Uh, of course he wouldn't. Uh, but uh, it started off when they uh, went to us, this podcast, for vilification over Nicky Winmar. That's when it started. And uh, they tried to placate their own white supremacy by having a go at us, uh, the most disgraceful uh, action ever taken, and they forever will be condemned for that. But, um, and I see now someone has said all the do-gooders, all the, uh, all the um, uh, they said that the AFL should now weigh in on the Israeli-Arab-Palestine war. What, this is someone has said that. What this is my whole point about the AFL, who get involved in all these political campaigns: the yes campaign, the gay marriage campaign, the vilification, the racism, the welcome to country. What in God's name would the AFL get involved in making a statement? Mind you, they haven't yet. And if Andrew Dillon comes out and makes a statement about what's going on over in that side of the world. Fair income, could they get the I game right first? I don't think... I can't see him putting his hand up no. to... Well, what, what press and what people... What, they won't do it. What dribblers, what bedwetters would actually encourage the AFL to get involved in making a statement about that? Susan? No comment. <laughs> uh, uh, seriously. Uh, so, Ivan, just before we get on to much more serious things... Well, not much more serious things. Uh, you're going. You're going to uh, have a leap of faith. You're going over actually to where the war's going next week, aren't you? That's right. In about a week and a half. Yeah, you're go you're going over to Egypt. Yeah, and yeah. You're going to repatriation flights coming back to here. So I thought I'll um, backload back over to there. You're going to sail down the Nile. Yep, should be a bit of fun. Go hopefully. to the Valley of the Kings. Yep. And see if you can dodge, dodge the Hezbollah-Hamas <laughs> rockets while Israel uh, fire a couple over the top of your head, you and your missus. Yep, yep. No, nah, it should be exciting. That's right. Uh, don't yeah. worry about going and see the Valley of the Kings. Just see if you can jump <laughs> out of the, the way of the scuds. Uh, yeah. have, you, have you thought uh, that that's a good thing to do, Ivan, have you? Oh, I haven't thought too much about it. No, uh, I'd give it. I'd get home tonight yeah. and give it some serious yeah. thought. Turn the news on, do you think? <laughs> that might scare the pants off me. No, 
um, as long as the insurance is paid up. Oh, well, that's handy. That's the yeah, main so thing. As long as the right. family gets paid out. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so if they bring you back in a box, at least uh, someone's going to get some money out of you. Yeah. Anyhow, that's exciting. I'm not sure. So this is the um, this is the warm up lap. Next week's the last one, and then I'm not sure we're missing a person yeah. here or. Yeah, um, and um, so what what we, what we were trying to do here is uh, Jeff Kenneth said he'd ring in, and we're going to just find out about um, Hawthorne. But I, we thought we might do some lighter topics just to start with. Uh, well, well, well. First of all, we'll say. I did notice that the Aboriginals, and this is a lighter topic, yeah, this is not really lighter, the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders, and this is, they cannot agree on how to respond to the no vote, which is exactly the point of all this. If they can't work out how to respond to the no, po- uh, no vote, that's what all this is about. <laughs> Are they talking now? I thought they had a silence. Was it just a week? Well, of well when they, I think they were writing things down. Um, uh, writing things down. I don't think they were verbally speaking. Uh, let's hope they don't verbally speak ever again. But um, they couldn't agree on what how to respond to the no vote, which is uh, exactly what we're on about. They can't agree on anything. So, uh, and I notice, um, uh, yeah. So, uh, and I noticed the flags were half mast, half staff going over the Westgate Bridge the other day. Uh, that was a week after the no vote, and I, I did mention to the person um, who I was driving with, I said, would they be down there, would their ma- flags be half-mast, the Australian flag and the Aboriginal flag, why there's two, I don't know, but they were at half-mast, would they be in protest or sadness for the no vote um, winning? And um, the person I was with, Susan, said, um, it might have been, because uh, that happened to be the 53rd anniversary of the bridge collapsing in 1970. So you would think you'd hardly raise, lower the flags for the 53rd anniversary, would you? Or do they do it every year, every every time the uh, date comes up that the bridge collapsed, they collapse, that they lower the flags? I'm not too sure about that. No, no. why would you do that? Why would you, well, well you, in respect to the people who lost their lives, the 35 odd people that lost their lives, but I've never known them come down every year at that time uh, so maybe we're all trying to fall over ourselves to apologize for the no vote getting up so just a coincidence that it was they were down yeah while everyone was upset yeah so that's uh, now uh, um we will just do this to start with uh, because there's some very interesting people listen to this show a lot of people listen to this show and um, we, we're going to just call out, um, just to start with, I know the doc from Sydney says don't do this at the start, but we're trying to fill in time till Jeff rings in because we don't want to get into heavy, heavy subjects. Well, let me ask you this. Well, we'll just let, let me ask you this, Sue, Stanley and Ivan, whose name's not Ivan, but I call him Ivan because... No, there was Don. Yeah. Don. Um, so, Thanks, Don. Um, they said the world's, this is a light, this, there's a point of saying this, the oldest dog in the world has just died. It was 31, in, in 31, in, in dog years or in human years, that's 210. <laughs> so my point is, who said that a dog year was seven times a human year? 
How can a dog live to 210? Well, isn't it one dog year is equal to seven years? So obviously, That's what I said. Yeah, but a dog would last roughly 12, 13, 14 years. Yes. So if you equivalent that out to yes. human years, it's like one in seven. So that's the average age of a dog. So if, if a dog is 10 years old and it's equivalent of seven human years, that's 70, right? Correct. So if it's 15... Uh, seven times fifteen is uh, what is that? A hundred? What's it? Seven times five? What? Hundred and five. Right, so that's pretty old for some. A human can live to one hundred and five. Yes. This dog was thirty-one. It's lived to two hundred and ten. So my point is, who said a dog year was seven? A, a, a dog year was equivalent to seven human years. That they've just made that up. No, who they said have. that. It's obviously had a very good life. I mean, a dog for two hundred and ten. <laughs> What has been <laughs> sniffing other dogs' asses and pissing on it, things his and name was Yoda eating crap and eating shit out on the streets? <laughs> what was the dog? What what type of dog was it? Do we know? Well, it was more like a, was uh, it a like a, dog? no, it was a cattle dog. It was a medium sized dog. Yeah. It wasn't like a small to- uh, poodle or anything like that. It was a so medium. They're, they're, they're just smother. And who said that's like when they say fish are colourblind or or how in the hell do you know that? How do they, how he comes up with that stuff? It's uh, like uh, the sheep. What are they thinking? <laughs> who said they think? What what are they thinking? Now, but they say something can't. Oh, they say a dog has a uh, can smell is a hundred times more sensitive than a human. No, who said bears and polar bears can smell seals from. 10 miles away. Who said that? I, guess I could smell a seal from 10 miles away if, the, if it's rotted and the wind's blowing my way. Some universities just got a lot of money that, <laughs> to do some type of research exactly to find the out. Point. So I'm disputing that a dog... Disputing it, are you? Well, if, if, a dog's, if they say a dog's lived to 210... What, you don't believe minutes, it? Absolutely don't believe it. Don't believe it? No. There's no, no. How can a dog live to 210 human years? Well, maybe they, it was maybe five years in that breed. It could have been just a little bit less than seven years. What? No, that's... that's they could have just got the just calculation a little bit wrong. Dog year. I reckon they're just about the way they... What they eat and the way they... I reckon they're just about the equivalent to a human year. I don't think there's a difference between seven. What would you be in dog years now? <laughs> dog years... <laughs> I'd be yeah, well. I'd be. I'd be. Uh, Nearly be ready s- to be s- put s- down. S- <laughs> seven. No. Four hundred and ninety. <laughs> no, in dog Sorry. years. No, in dog years, you yeah. idiot. <laughs> if I'm no, if I'm, I go back. I don't go up. Oh, okay. You well, want to go that way? Well, what do you mean? If well, I'm, you're ten years old then. That's right. Already. Eleven point one four. I'm a dog of 11 years old, that's right. When you start yeah. scratching behind mm. your ear, we'll be a bit right. concerned. You're a bit of a woofer, see? How old are you, <laughs> dog years? <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking of woofers, I noticed the uh, Grand Prix, the, the MotoGP, w- was a fantastic race down at Phillip Island. Uh, absolutely br- brilliant race and... Um, I, they had grid girls. They, the grid girls were back. No. They, they had grid girls. Seriously? I, I, I missed that. Yeah. I, I think I, I saw that. Well, they must, unless they showed a race previous in Spain where they had the grid girls. And um, 
that's how I got into a... Um, well, yes, you're right. Overseas they do. That's how I got into a conflict. Uh, oh, well, I didn't get into it. With Miss um, Swan, uh, mm. who said I was the worst interview she'd had on the radio because uh, I brought up the grid girls. And when I looked at the grid girls, I can well see why she got uh, pesky <laughs> about um, grid but girls because I imagined Chris Swan standing in front of a motorbike with an umbrella over one of their heads. Imagine that. That's why they put good-looking people in front of bikes, just to add to the glamour and colour and movement, as opposed to other people who they might uh, put in front of bikes. Heffy but it's not, it, it's not le- illegal around the world, so obviously they it's have not it no, in others. It's not illegal in the actual... It's just here in Australia. Anyway, it's just pathetic, woke bullshit by people who are generally depressed and unhappy with themselves, not wanting other people who aren't depressed and look quite aesthetically pleasing, don't want them to steal the limelight for some reason. Uh, they should stay in their own lane and become doctors and nuclear physicists and do whatever they want to and eat themselves into oblivion and let those people who look after themselves uh, get a living and earn a living by doing what they do best, and that's looking good. Well, how could that possibly be? How could you possibly say that that's politically incorrect? A few years ago, uh, the Formula One they tried to outlaw the grid girls, so they went to grid boys. If you remember that in Monaco, that's a few years ago. Then they did the grid kids, and I think they still do that today. I think they also did it in the boxing. They actually, instead of the, the girls that get, do oh, the yeah. rounds, yep. they actually had males. Mm. But they, uh, I think they went back to the women. How yeah. pathetic, because people just see through this nonsense. It's, it's, it's just, you are either a male or a female, and you have certain talents if you're a female and certain talents if you're you a male. You had to get back Why onto that we... topic, didn't you? Well, <laughs> we oh, talk about grid people. <laughs> well, honestly, um, and you said uh, Monaco. Why do people say Monaco? Who said it's Mon- Monaco? What do you? This is a bit it? like Monaco. dog years. Monaco. Right. Well, how I do you say Brighton? Brighton. <laughs> um, or how do you say uh, the Nepean Highway uh, could be Nepean? Now, what uh, about uh, Riddles Creek? Exactly, Riddles Creek. It, it's actually Riddell's Creek. It's oh, not. No. It's Riddles. <laughs> it's not the man. You, it's you, what you want to say it. Hang on. It? No, it's not. That's what they do. No, bullshit, Ivan. Uh, you looked up. You looked up. The man that Riddell's Creek was named after, his name was Riddell. He says how his name is pronounced. So if you're going to name a creek after someone whose name is Riddell, it wouldn't be Riddell's Creek, it'd be Riddell's Creek, wouldn't it? <laughs> but if you yeah, do you're the probably g- onto something there. If you do the Google search at, at, on the speech, it says... Right. Riddles Creek, yeah. but then when you the name of who it came from, it goes Riddell. Well, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. If the man's name is Riddell, yeah. and they name a creek after him, how would you possibly get Riddles Creek? It's just. Oh, we all know it as Riddles Creek, though. No, so. we, we, because we're 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 ignorant. I'm not saying you're ignorant, but thank you. It's become common usage because people are are illiterate. No, it well, sticks. one one thing from living all around the the country here. People, different states have different sort of languages, you could almost Pronunciations. say. Pronunciations. Coogee in Sydney yeah. is... Coogee. No, sorry. Coogee in Western Australia is Coogee. Spelt the same? Yes. There's one that I uh, tripped over when I first lived in Fremantle in WA. There's uh, the Shire of Coburn, apparently it's called, but it's spelt Cockburn. 
Yeah, that's yeah. right. And they call them Koch and Cock and Co. And uh, if your name is C O C K, you're Cock. You're not Co. Well, of course <laughs> you're not, because no one wants to be called a Cock, do they? But what you know about what all they? the silent letters? Hmm? What about all the silent letters? See, the K is silent. So the C- K you... is silent. Yeah. Cock. Yeah. Well, why is it silent? Oh, knock. The so, uh, knock. The, so the K is silent in Correct. knock. K-N-O-C-K. Absolutely. But, of course, that's the vagaries of the English language. I'll give you another one. How do you... Sp- oh, this is right up your alley now, isn't well, it? Well, because but I, I spoke to someone who was the envoy, the envoy or the, the... He was an official position, being appointed as the official ambassador or in a position in Monaco, and I said, how do you pronounce we, what you... He said, it's Monaco. It's an Eng- that's, and I said, well, why do people say Monaco? Oh, because they, they think it's a sort of... As soon as, you, you know, it's tr- trendy to say it. <laughs> well, t- t- tell me, what, what about the, the West Indies and all those islands out there that start with C? Uh, C, Car... car- Caribbean or Caribbean? Oh, and no everyone idea. says Caribbean. Now, how it's Caribbean. The Caribbean islands and Monaco. They're the pronunciations that are correct. And people say, oh, no, you're wrong. Well, Maldives? Peop- uh, uh, mm? Maldives? Yeah. Maldives? Yeah, good idea. Yeah, we can just keep going. No, but uh, and that's the man from Riddles Creek. Oh, seriously, Riddell. If he pronounces his name Riddell, that's how his creek should be named. Yeah, so, so that's so that that. When's that, Jeffrey calling in? Nine o'clock. Well, when, whenever he's uh, whenever he's available, right, uh, he right. said he'd okay. call in. So he mightn't call in at all. He might have. He might think twice about it. Now, can I just? I don't want to make this about me. And it, but um, this is the problem with uh, people who scam you on various uh, platforms. And people who, um, the AI, the artificial intelligence. So there's someone purporting to be me called Sam Newman on a, is it a www site, website? It's a URL, a domain name. So someone's got the domain name samnewman.com.au. And they say that I have set up a, um, a, 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 I've set up an account to go fund me for Black Lives Matter, <laughs> uh, and I am I am uh, signalling for people to donate to Black oh. Lives Matter. Uh, Do you I think some of the listeners would think that's a scam straight away? Well, I, you know, some of the people who don't listen to this uh, would say, "Oh, here's a bloke," and they'd look who up I who I am, and they'd say, "Oh, I've been a." I'm not saying I'm prominent, but I've been a uh, in the news. I've been on a television show, and I've been a footballer. And here's a bloke. Who's uh, who's getting behind Black Lives Matter? Could I say for the record, Black Lives Matter is a disgraceful, dishonest, bogus organisation. It was started after George Floyd, that piece of shit, and that's yep. got nothing to do with his race. He was a piece of shit. Uh, he was um, killed mm. uh, by a policeman who's now in jail for probably the rest of his life. But they made boulevards and they made parks. They named it after him. They named it after him a person who uh, was a disgrace. And uh, that's how Black Lives Matter started. And uh, then it swept into Australia. And I remember 
at the start of a football game one season, all the players held hands in the middle of the ground in a circle and nodded and bowed their heads uh, for in, in, in reverence to Black Lives Matter. They are a domestic terror organisation, they are bogus and they are a hoax. And if you, do, 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 if you donate one cent to that group, you should be certified as insane. But I do think it's a scam because I actually went to the GoFundMe page mm. and you can't find the Black Lives Matter uh, area on there. So they've obviously set up a, a scam page of GoFundMe. However, if you go to report it, yep. you've got to put the URL in for GoFundMe to actually – but it doesn't exist. So how do you, how do you yeah. report it? So well, you showed well, it to me and I looked line. it up and it's got my name and Black Lives Matter yeah. and we're It helping. doesn't say how much money has yeah. been raised and all that. Yeah. So there are a couple of little tweaks that I noticed but it was only because I was alerted to it. Um, but, yeah. They're a completely dishonest organisation set up to honour someone who was just a career criminal. Why would you do that? Uh, now, um, and so now... Now here's here's where we here's where we um, Mark Knight, who's been on this program, who was a fantastic uh, 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 parody cartoonist. cartoonist, yeah, a cartoonist, caricaturist, caricaturist, Caric- well done, a caricaturist. That's the exact word because he does character character mm-hmm. caricature pictures of people, and he accentuate accentuates their. Um, abnormalities. Yeah. If you have a big nose, big ears makes it bigger. Yeah. If he used to do it with John Elliott, he used to do, he used to do it with me. He used to do it with everyone, yeah. and he, he he got into trouble once because he uh, portrayed Venus or ah, oh, that's right, Venus, Serena Williams. Serena yes. Williams as yep, yep. a uh, with the fuzzy yeah. hair yep. uh, uh, when for she a black lost the plot. At yeah, the, that's right. Open. Uh, it was fantastic, uh, yeah. and and the, she, he, he he does it with everyone. And I see he's done one now. He's got into trouble. Well, he hasn't got into trouble. Now here's Jeff Kennett. Now here we go. So put your headphones on. So do that. So just right on. Can you hear us? Good morning, Samuel. Now, can you hear me clearly? Absolutely. Yes. So we, we were just having a chat about uh, Mark Knight and how he's got into trouble with Jacinda Allen, but uh, you have uh, saved the day because uh, I appreciate you ringing in. Now, we saw in the, we saw in the news today the extraordinary... I, I haven't got across it, but the extraordinary decision that uh, someone's going to get paid out, Clarks and Fagan, the people who made the false claims, everyone's getting money out of something that's happened at Hawthorne. What do you make of it? Well, I think the first thing is to establish whether the AFL have actually made that claim of the Hawthorne Football Club. So I have this morning uh, sent a message to Andrew Dillon, uh, CEO of the AFL, and to the Hawthorne Football Club to establish whether the AFL has made that claim, first point. Secondly, if they have, then they have clearly given that story to Carolyn Wilson to cause damage, which is totally unacceptable. But again, we've got to establish the facts. Let us go to the substance of the argument. Hawthorne had a story written about them that indicated there was an issue with an ex-player in terms of the way it was treated at the Hawthorne Football Club. The Hawthorne board, therefore, wanted to establish whether the claims that individual made were one-off or widespread. We were doing what any employer would do if, in fact, they'd had reported to them issues of racism, sexual abuse, bullying, 
or any other such matter. That is what is required in a good workplace. We employed an individual who had been employed by the AFL to do a truth-telling exercise among all current and former Indigenous players and staff members. That report came back to us. It, we were shocked by what we read. Why? We immediately, oh, because some of the allegations were just so... Disgraceful. Disgraceful, yeah. yes. But we, but we had to make sure that then we followed both AFL procedures and that entailed us telling the AFL that we'd received the report and showed the contents to uh, AFL personnel. We then immediately handed it over to AFL Integrity so that they could, with us, go about trying to establish whether there was any truth in the accusations contained in that truth-telling uh, report. Before the AFL Integrity could start that process, members family members of those who made the allegations leaked the stories to the ABC and that started a firestorm because it not only referred to the allegations but it referred to the three individual former coaches of Hawthorne who were named in the report against who the allegations were made. Namely Mr Clarkson and Mr Fagan. And Mr Burt. So there were oh, three. Yep. So, Hawthorne, so Hawthorne did what was required to try and establish whether there was any other issues with any other players. We handed the report when we got it to AFL Integrity for them to actually try and ascertain the correctness or otherwise. The report was leaked to the paper. That started the firestorm. Now the AFL may be saying to Hawthorne, you've brought the game into disrepute. Well, how have we brought the game into disrepute? We've tried to establish the truth. We handed the report to the AFL when we received it immediately to establish whether there was any truth in the claims or otherwise. If any claims are going to be made, it should be made against those who leaked the report. But, of course, I don't know who those people are, and nor does the AFL. And in fact, the former CEO of the uh, AFL came to my office one morning and said, look, the only reason we're pursuing this, that is the, the argument that Hawthorne's brought the game into disrepute, is because we want to try and establish who's leaked the report. And I said to him, Gil, there's no way. I've been involved in politics for a long way. It's very hard to establish beyond doubt who's leaked the report. Uh, I don't think you're going to do it. And the whole matter then died away. So I don't know why the AFL has now raised the matter again, if in fact they have, and I suspect they have, because Carolyn Wilson often receives material directly from the AFL. Yeah, and and and, and so, as I understand it, the, the, the whole investigation boiled down to a four-page document, didn't it, that said that... No, 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 no. No, no, no. That, that was on the rumour file this morning, and I've tried to correct it. Good. The, the report that uh, BINMARA, that is the organisation we employed to do the truth-telling exercise, had a report of 10 days with append uh, 10 pages at least with appendices. It was a very long report, yep. right? Yep. It was not four pages. 
Good. What is interesting that after the after the leaking of the report and the naming of the three, Bill McLaughlin established an inquiry, a four-person inquiry to investigate the claims. He then wound it up without the inquiry or the panel making any report. But when he rounded up, he said there were no there were no charges being levelled against the three yep. player, uh, former members of Hawthorne, Sarks and Fagan and uh, Burke. So if there was no substance, if, if those three were not in any way found to have made, uh, to have uh, acted in the way the allegations were, then it must have also found that the allegations were without substance. So this is another but, ham-fisted uh, investigation by the previous administration? Well I, well, I don't know, if, but it, it's madness. It's just crazy because which club is going to try and examine practices that may be unacceptable in the way we've tried to find out the truth about claims that were made if, in fact, you're then going to be held to account by the AFL and having a argued that you've brought the game into disrepute. So is, is, it tr- is it true that everyone will be a winner? This was the, that uh, Clarkson and Fagan and Burt will get compensated. The people who made the false claims are going to get some financial payout. Uh, is it how everyone seems to be a winner here, even the people that uh, made these false claims, and who is going to pay them? Well, I don't know. This is why I have... Uh sent out messages this morning to find out whether the AFL have actually made these demands of the Hawthorne Football Club. Because it's a disgrace to think that if you've done the right thing, you're going to be penalised by a body that has doesn't answer to anyone else. Uh, and you're going to pay not only the people who are accused, you're going to pay the people who have made the allegation. And it just doesn't make sense. And, and it does... I can't believe that the AFL are that bloody stupid, to be quite honest. But, you know, anything's possible. And the very fact that the uh, Clarkson and Fagan and Burke, if you like, have had their character assassinated uh, for a, a, the, an, an ongoing campaign by the people who write these stories and you, oh, you know who they are, uh, that, that is the greatest disgrace that those people have had to uh, actually have some, uh, go into some sort of form of depression and uh, had to re- re- withdraw from the game because of character assassinations which were unfounded. That is correct, but worse worse than that, and I feel very sorry for them and their families, but the Hawthorne didn't cause that. No. That was caused by the families who made the allegations, who leaked the report before the allegations could be tested. And have if, now have been now uh, been told that we have been told that these were false claims. Well, that's what Gil McLaughlin inferred, because he said there was no charges against the three individuals when he wound up the four-man inquiry. So if the three men were not were found not guilty, then it was obviously an extension of that was that the claims made were baseless. So what, so, yep. so what would you hope so, the new... Yeah, go on. Well, I would hope that the AFL today... The new administration, the Mr Dillon, what would you hope yep. he does in his first minute in the office? I, well, he's been in for a while now. No, I, I hope mean that, yep. 
I hope that they come out today publicly and said, Hawthorne Football Club did what any good employer would do when allegations are made of bad practices. They sought to establish the truth. And the process they went through was in accordance with the AFL rules. We will not be making any further claims against the Hawthorne Football Club and we would encourage any club or organisation where they suspected that there were practices being conducted that were not acceptable by today's standards, would continue to investigate them to the best of their ability. And if it has I, if it has been found that someone should be compensated, like the people who made the false claims and the principals involved who we've mentioned, who is, are they saying Hawthorne's got to pay this money? How can Hawthorne compensate itself by paying itself? Or is the AFL going to pay this out of consolidated no, revenue? No. If you believe Carolyn Wilson's story, and she rang me last night and said she was going to run this story in the ne- over the next few days, wouldn't be writing it immediately, and I've rung her this morning or sent her a message. She just misleads people the whole time. But uh, according to her story, the AFL is demanding that the Hawthorne Football Club pay all of these people. Now, the Hawthorne Football Club is made up of members like myself, and I don't want my money, my membership fees, being paid out for things that we have not done. It's just absolute madness. So if they decide that you are going to pay, then what, do you take some civil or legal action to say this is is not right? Well, I'm not on the board of Hawthorne any longer, uh, and I don't know what the board's thinking is, but if they agree to make these payments, then in my opinion you you set an awful precedent where a body that answers to no one being the AFL can then decide that you are going to be penalised when you've done everything possible in accordance with the AFL rules. So it's just absolutely absurd. So I hope the board, and that's if they've got this letter, I still don't know whether the AFL has made this demand, but if they have... You hope they resist. Well, I hope the board stands up for the members. Good. You don't pay compensation for anyone when, in fact, you've followed the rules. Right. And you've tried to make sure that you have a safe workplace. That's all Hawthorne has done. The, the crime, if there is a crime, has been committed by those who leaked the report. They were the ones who named the three ex-employees of Hawthorne. They're the ones who have made their life particularly difficult. And I'm sorry for those three people and their families. Absolutely. But for goodness sake, we need a bit of clear thinking. And if the AFL want to proceed down this line, I think it puts, it really, it opens up a can of worms uh, in terms of how organisations, clubs might have to act in the future. Because you might be found guilty (laughs) and you might be penalised or attempted to be penalised when in fact you've abided by the rules all the way through. All right. Now, as we leave you, uh, I know the answer to this question, but has Mark Knight ever characterised you in an unfashionable appearance of you uh, either as a Premier or as a uh, President of the Hawthorne Football Club? Have you ever had a caricature done of you by Mark Knight uh, uh, that uh, was pretty humorous but... uh, Accentuated all your inadequate, all your um, in not inadequacies, but all your characteristical appearances. Samuel, you're stumbling now, aren't you? I am. Uh, 
I, I can't remember. I'm sure he and every other cartoonist have had their day with me over time. Uh, and I don't mind how anyone portrays me, to be quite honest. I just, well, I'd rather hmm. they, they portray me with a gladiatorial sort of body as opposed to the one that I've got, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I do. I'd like them to falsify my current frame. And, that's, uh, and, that's... And, I don't care, and I don't care how they show me, to be quite honest. I mean, the one thing we need in life is a bit of humour. We need a bit of storytelling. And I think the Mark Knight uh, cartoon... Uh, was fine. It does. She's become clearly. a bit precious. Do you think uh, the new premier has become a bit precious? Well, I think what uh, Mark Knight was trying to propose is that you know she was the minister responsible for the Commonwealth Games. She's given a hundred reasons why uh, they didn't go ahead and what she knew and what she didn't. So she is naked in terms of the way in which the public accepts her explanation. And the, and the Emperor's new clothes, that is that is nothing to do with her per se. That is, that, that's an old saying, an old standard saying, the Emperor's new clothes and uh, these yeah, trying... I know. Yep. I know. I, I think these days, particularly if you're a public figure, particularly if you're a political public figure, then you've got to expect that people are going to take the mickey out of you from time to time. Yes. Uh, particularly if you're not consistent or you're not, not providing the responses uh, that the public understandably expects you to be able to provide. Mm. She, uh, said, look, she said he sexualised her. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> well, I, there was nothing sexual about that cartoon, I can tell you. <laughs> Nothing sexual at all, and and in fact, she's a nice lady. She's a good-looking lady, and she's she's always dresses neatly, etc. But that was—I don't know how you could say that was sexual. I mean, there was nothing about it that was sexy in my mind. No, absolutely. Uh, Hey, Jeff, thank you so much for coming on and having a chat to us on. You cannot be serious. Right, thank you, Samuel. Very good man. Thanks a lot. Bye Bye. Uh, well, uh, I don't know where we were. Up, are we off? Yeah. So um, I don't know where we were when uh, Jeff rang in, uh, but um, that was very good of him to ring in. And uh, I don't know where I got the idea that it was a four-page document, but um, oh, that, that was on, was the, on the, news. the rumor yeah, file. It was yeah. On the rumor yeah. File. Uh, what about Caroline Wilson? Never. How? Uh, don't <laughs> let me start. Start. How many? Uh, how many stories <laughs> does that person? Either get wrong, or have to be corrected. I've and this is this is this this is a fact. I can re. I had. We've done this before. I can. She's had awards taken off her for. Um, oh, it's just extraordinary how she would is, she remains along, how she remains employed by anyone is she might beaten. Live along the lines of just get the story out, and whatever collateral damage mm. is. Yeah, how what ethical and responsible is that? Well, Anyhow, that's it. So I don't know where we we're up to. Uh, maybe we could. Um, uh, uh, we were speaking about. Well, I was got on to Mark Knight, and we did the dog, and we did me getting go funded to Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. You got any more GoFundMe pages? Uh, no. Uh, well, I tell you what, we did notice. Oh no! All right. So talking about sport now. I was flicking through the channels. How low and how stupid can people get who put shows together? Uh, have you got onto the pillow fighting? There's a pillow fighting um, 
<laughs> pillow fighting, yeah. uh, what is it called? A, a pillow fighting. Yeah. yeah, they get in a boxing ring and there's crowds and the bloke introduces them and they come out with pillows and you've got to have one hand behind your back yep. and you try and belt someone over the head with a pillow and they give points for it. They have judges. Oh. Can you? And they have the grid ring girls get in with the, the round two. It's extra. How who, who thinks this shit up? And who watches it besides me? <laughs> I, I, I thought I, I was gobsmacked. I There's thought, another one you should be watching. Now, pillow fighting. How about pillow pillow biting? Or they should have a pillow biting uh, for people no, who do a pillow biters. That would be more interesting than the pillow fighting. But uh, there's one where a pillow biter join up. <laughs> oh, no, no, yeah. you? no there's one where people on slap your... other people. That's have right. Have you seen that? Yep. So, um, and the best one's the girls. Yeah, uh, open hand slap as yeah. hard as you can. Jeez. Yep. Uh, what what is wrong with people? <laughs> But they're, they're called the quirky sport, so it's like even turtle racing and, you know, you can race it's turtles. It's not really going to be Olympic tur- turtle sport. racing. Yeah, well, the quirky sports yeah. that you do. Uh, yeah, turtles get on their back, they won't be going far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What time was that on? Well, I was flicking through, I was flicking through and I'll tell you what I've I got on to. I like watching the Major League Baseball in the States. You know, when they have the World Series, the only people who play baseball are the Americans, how they call it the World Series. And have you noticed every single shot of people, they spit? Because they've stopped them chewing tobacco now, but they chew gum. And every shot, you see them sitting in the dugout, you see the pitcher, they always spit. They're always spitting stuff, spittle coming out of there. Every shot is of, they just spit the whole... How, how are you allowed, how does the body who runs M- Major League Baseball allow the players to spit? Uh, particularly when COVID was on, they just used to... Uh, you watch it, it's just a <laughs> continual <laughs> yep. barrage Part of, of spittle coming almost. out of everyone's mouth. Yep. What, what, no other sport in the world, I know, people have to spit. Spittle. Spittle. I've never heard of that one. Spittle. Spittle is... Spittle. <laughs> spittle. Well, well, I'll look. Look here. Look while you're. Um, yeah, is that a word? Of course, a yep. fucking word. Uh, spittle. Um, th- uh, look, uh, uh, pillow fighting. Uh, you want to get onto it? Uh, seriously, <laughs> who who does this? I'm just looking up spittle for you, Sue. So just because this is an educational. I, show, I think you just make these words up, and then we just agree because we think we're, yeah, we're uh, read dumb. Yeah, read that out. Go on, read it out. Go on, read out the word. Spittle. Yeah, go on. Saliva spit. Go on, the next bit. A frothy. The, fr- <laughs> the frothy secretion excluded by spittle. That's right, a frothy <laughs> secretion, ex- ex- not excluded, a frothy expression ex- ex- excluded. <laughs> By it's so someone who spits, that's what spittle, spittle. is. That's <laughs> like saying you, you chew your food, you masticate it. Masticate. Masticate. Yes, Master, you're familiar with that word? No. Gosh, what's wrong with you? Ivan, <laughs> look at me. Look at those vacant, <laughs> vacant <laughs> blank eyes. eyes. Masticate. I M- jump up and down A- really well, but... S. I know what it is. T- you I'm know just what playing mastic- you. Oh, you, you're, you're winding me up. Uh, well, well done. 
Uh, masticate. Uh, masticate means to. I just like looking at you. Uh, oh, no, get the I've, Google I've, machine. I typed up. it in incorrectly. It says no, take the top off. Else. Take the top off. You make yourself ejaculate. Now I've spelt that incorrectly. <laughs> I I'll think just you have. get the hang on. To chew. Masticate is to chew. <laughs> take Thank you for that. Right. So, all right. So, Major League Baseball. Uh, ridiculous. The they didn't have Wally the uh, alligator. The um uh, comfort animal. Yeah. Yeah, so here's a question, Ivan. So you get on the plane to go over to the war zone, just in the name of a holiday extravaganza there, yep. for dodging landmines and rockets, and, and there's a bloke sitting in, uh, you've you saved up your money in business and you're over there up the front there and you've just had the Krug champagne come down and some nibbles and some butterfly wings and aspic jelly and a bloke gets on, he's got an alligator over his shoulder <laughs> sitting next to you and the thing's snapping at you. And uh, you say, excuse me, and you press the, and the hostie comes out, yep. or the in-flight attendant, and um, you say, uh, what, what is going on? He said, no, this man's taking this comfort animal on the trip to um, uh, Egypt with you. Yep. And you say, you'd be fucking joking, wouldn't you? And uh, then all hell breaks loose. <laughs> uh, and, and, and he will probably be within his rights, and you'll be ejected yep, off be the plane. Back down and to the back uh, row, Wally, economy. Wally and the cockhead, the cocksmack who's got the uh, alligator, they ride first class. Class. The alligator yep. snapping at everyone and uh, defecating in, on the uh, masticating the its food, masticating and um, what was the other word we used? A spittle. spittle. Yes, yeah, oh, yeah. spittle coming out of its crocodile well, jaws from the the hosties spitting at me, telling me to get down the to economy. No, they tell you to keep going, get off the plane because you've created a, a fracker. All right. Well, now look, we've got. Uh, we're going to. Um, uh, we're going to. Um, do we have a guest today? My word, we do. We'll we tell you who we have today. We have a man who spent most of his adult life in jail because he's a um, professional bank robber, and um, he's an interesting. Uh, I suppose it's. A, I'm, I haven't robbed any banks. No. Um, just wonder what the uh, what the. You must must be some sort of adrenaline rush. I mean, you race motorbikes and I drive cars and someone dives off the high board down at MSAC. Um, robbing a bank would get your adrenaline oh, get up. You, Anyhow, you up he's, uh, he's, he's turned his life around, I think. Uh, we'll find out if he's turned his life around, but uh, we're going to speak to him when he comes, uh, comes in. And um, uh, there was something else I was going to say. Um, well, oh, I hadn't finished doing the shout-out, so we'll do them next. We're going to have a break. And uh, we do appreciate Jeff Kennett coming in because... Uh, he was in the car, Matt, wasn't he, when he well, was speaking to us? Well, I don't know, Ivan. How did like you deduce that? Just from the... Um, Clarity of the broadcast. Yeah, of the, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you would have been fascinated when Neil Armstrong spoke to Richard Nixon in 1969 from the moon. Uh, that was in the... Did he uh, really go there? Well, there you are. That was the... Um, he was sitting in the Eagle. Well, the Eagle had landed on the moon... And would you like me to tell you what uh, Richard Burton, uh, oh, Richard Burton, no, Rich, I think we've done this. Richard Nixon said to Neil Armstrong on the moon, and because he put the phone call through, uh, it might have been in a paddock out in the Arizona desert. Uh, we don't know, but yeah, assuming he's on the moon, Richard Nixon said this because uh, there was Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong, and this is what he said: 
Hello, Neil. Buzz, I'm speaking to you by telephone from the Oval Room of the White House, and I just can't tell you how proud we all are of you. For every American, this has to be the proudest day of our lives. And as you speak to us from the sea of tranquility, it inspires us to bring peace and tranquility to earth. And for one priceless moment in the whole history of man, people on this earth are truly one, one in their pride in what you have done and one in our prayers that you'll return safely to earth. This is Houston out. That's what that's what he said. Sounds like a little bit like W.C. Fields. Yeah, no, it wasn't very good accent. <laughs> and, and and of course, in when 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 um, when Pearl Harbor happened, um, who who was the president of uh, was it Truman? Roosevelt. Uh, who, uh, yeah, might have been. Uh, he said, uh, uh, yeah, that, it was Roosevelt. He, and this is what, what he said to the American people. He said, on this day, December seven. The Emperor of Japan made a ruthless attack on our positions at Pearl Harbor, but we of the great democratic force shall unite now to push them back for all time and forever. I hate war. My son, my wife Eleanor, she hates war. Even our son Jimmy likes his peace. Ah, no, I put through that in. Uh, so on this day, December 7, 1994, the United States of America has declared war on the Empire of Japan. Uh, right, so that was just a little bit of history for you. So here we are, we're winding this Did up. Did you learn there. that at school? No. I God knows that. what goes on in that brain, isn't it? That's scary.